You're listening to Finsights, a podcast published by the UNSW Finance and Banking Society. Today I'm joined by Marinal Anthony. Marinal is in his fifth year of a commerce economics degree at UNSW and is the current research director at the UNSW Finance and Banking Society. Last year, he was also the co-president of the society. He has done multiple finance internships, including a corporate advisory internship at a boutique investment bank, as well as a two-year cadetship at EY. Welcome, Marinal. Thanks, Oliver. Pleasure to have me on. No worries. So one of the most popular career paths for finance students is investment banking. As I mentioned before, Marinal, from your experience doing multiple finance internships, why do you think this is? Yep, definitely. So I feel like when a lot of first-year finance students come to university, they normally rock up to do their commerce degree with a finance major because they've either watched a big short or the Wolf of Wall Street before sometime in high school. And they have a common misconception that what they see in those movies is investment banking or something tailored to like high-tier corporate finance. Well, Unfortunately, that's not the case. That's actually stockbroking. And personally, I have experienced that UNSW O-Week when I've been sitting at the Finsock store. I've had many first years come up to me and go, is this where you do the kind of things you see in the Wolf of Wall Street? I want to join investment banking. So I feel like from day one, a lot of students have that common misconception about what IB really is. And it's not something that they realize, I guess, within their first year. It takes maybe one or two years in to university, meeting the right people, joining societies where they can meet people with more experience than them, and then further understanding their own learning, what investment banking actually entails and whether it's actually for them. So I feel like just due to the lack of general information and research that a student does, as well as the asymmetric information provided by universities sometimes, people don't really know what IB is until Mm. they actually gain some sort of exposure to it. Um, I feel like people also are attracted to the remuneration that IB has to offer, as they do here, that a six-figure salary within finance is quite optimal for most people. (laughs) However, at the same time, they do quite forget about the long hours you do have to work to get there, as well as the many complicated deal aspects and financial theory and acumen they need to know to get to the final goal. Mm. So personally, I feel like at the very beginning, a lot of students think they want to do IB, but as they gradually go through their university time and career and gain more exposures they'll soon realize that ib just may not be for them it may not be for their personality and this is where all the other potential avenues in finance open up and they start to open their eyes and see that there's more to what finance really has to offer and there's so much more multifaceted aspects that they can explore that are more catered towards their interests Mm -hmm. i mentioned before you know when these finance students when they when they when they start university their whole, their whole idea is investment banking that really serves as a catch-all for the finance industry. But, you know, there are, there are many, many other career paths outside of investment banking that's still within finance. So I guess, Marinal, from your experience in building your own career, what are these career paths? Yep. So I'll explain this using the personal trajectory I took with my corporate career. Um, throughout the many internships I did at university. So I started off as an EY cadet in audit and assurance, simply just to understand the accounting frameworks that are the backbone of finance. I feel like in order to understand financial modeling and project performance statements, you really do need to understand how your three-way financial statements synergize to be able to project figures that would then be um, allowing you to give some insight into what a business's financial performance would be in the mm-hmm. future. 
And so after my two years at EY, I really had a very good understanding of these accounting principles and whatnot. And this then allowed me to realize that, oh, you know, there are many other, I guess, avenues in finance that this is also applicable to. So within my personal experiences of being an equity research analyst at Barclay Pierce Capital and being a corporate restructuring intern at Deloitte, as well as finally moving on to corporate advisory, I feel like accounting has always been very pivotal in all three of these internship roles. And it's allowed me to see that because I understand basic finance, I'm able to do still um, financial concepts that are not exactly investment banking concepts, if that makes sense. So um, looking at equity research, for an example, that's more of dealing with actual equities on the stock market and doing stock valuations mm. in order to provide investors with confidence on stocks at the moment and to give them an idea of whether to buy, hold or sell in the current market economy. So that once again does not entail any M&A deals or any sort of, I guess, high capital transaction that you see within investment banking. It's just more global markets oriented. And I feel like it's another field that a lot of people can go into if they're quite interested in their equities and derivatives and the financial market space. Then moving into corporate restructuring, I feel like restructuring, even though it is a type of deal that you do see investment banks um, undertake, especially at a bulge bracket level, it's much more niche in a middle market, big four or boutique level. And it definitely allows you to see the different stages a company can be in towards a more distressed spectrum and allow you to like, I guess, provide consulting insights as well as value creation plans to further optimize business, business uh, performances through um, understanding financial statements and data analytics. And this is still all within the finance realm. So you're still being able to get a high level finance experience without really having to go through any complicated deal flow that you would see in investment banking. And that, definitely, in my opinion, increases your understanding of what finance has to offer outside of, I guess, the M&A, capital raise, deal flow um, environment that you see. Um, and then finally, I then moved on to corporate advisory, which is essentially boutique investment banking. And I think that was simply just for me to understand and see whether I'd be really was for me. I finally asked myself that question in my fifth year of uni because I went through all these other experiences and I was like, you know, when you're at university, you should really be spending your time to find out what you like and what you want to pursue as your passion. And so having finally come to this stage where I've been through some other experiences before in finance, and now I can see whether investment banking is something I enjoy and something I want to pursue. It was kind of, quite the revelation for me because I realized, you know, this is actually not too bad. Like because of all my previous experiences have built up to allow me to understand different industries, different mm -hmm. sectors, how they work, um, the accounting principles associated with these sectors. And I guess how a deal for how a deal would um basically go through the whole deal cycle from point A to point B. And I guess having the overarching understanding from my previous internships really led me to just enjoy the kind of work I was doing in my current intern right now in corporate advisory. Mm. But that being said, outside of my experiences, there are many other career pathways that students can take on. Um, there's also funds and asset management, which um, focuses more on either the wealth management part with um, more financial planning elements incorporated, as well as asset management with infrastructure assets or 
any sort of real uh, real estate asset that you see at the moment that's also quite big um, then you also have institutional banking at the big four banks. Now that focuses much more on, I guess, a loan syndication and providing tailored financial products that are from one business to another. And I guess that also is quite <clears throat> popular at the moment within the finance stream. And you see a lot of people who realize that investment banking may not be for them do end up mm. going into institutional banking instead due to the less hours and more interesting work. And... <clears throat> Also, there's financial consulting and advisory, which I have mentioned before, bringing in consulting elements and just providing business solutions to, I guess, um, companies that experience minor levels of distress or minor inconsistencies in their business model and just optimizing that. That mm. too can be um, also a great career pathway for people that have a more problem-solving consulting mindset. And finally, right now, we see the blockchain decentralized finance sphere is constantly revolutionary and growing mm. and it's quite something that's disrupting the market at the moment because you see finance is so heavily regulated and i think a lot of people are definitely interested in the fintech space as well within potential career pathways as we do see all these big deals that have occurred previously such as afterpay um being merged into square in the us and um, just a whole lot of other fintech companies just actually driving ahead with the new tech revolution that's occurring right now so that mm. too is growing and provides so many job opportunities within finance that are outside of the sphere of investment banking mm. look that, that's that's really interesting Marinal, because i think you know there are there are so many different career paths um mm -hmm. but but it, but it might seem a little overwhelming to a first year student when you when you give all these different you know, all this, all this jargon, like corporate advisory, investment banking, um, equity research. What, what advice would you give to a, a first year who, who, who might not know which area to go into or even how to get in that area? Mm -hmm. No, that's a great question, Oliver. Personally, I feel like in your time at university, there's one thing that you should really focus on throughout your four or five years or how many years you decide to stay. And that is... What really is your passion? What do you want to do for like, I guess, the first three to four years once you leave uni? Because mm. a lot of people don't find their passions at uni. I mean, they get to their final year, they're applying for graduate jobs and they're like, is this something I want to do? Is this something that I could possibly be interested in? They're taking a gamble. And it's a gamble that you may not know if it will work out in your favor because mm. you may not like what you end up doing as a grad. And I feel like uni is the best time to explore all the possible avenues that can be um, opened up to you and just finding out what really makes you tick and what really makes you think about certain abstract concepts that you would enjoy solving or working with as a graduate. Mm. So my best advice would be for university students to first join uni and join a society or join a club or a group of individuals that are like-minded in a regard or provide are able to provide more advice to you so that you can basically take on what they say and I guess implement it in your spare time. But at the same time, as much as you like hearing from other people, you must also be responsible for your own personal learning. And I feel like this is very important because nowadays there's so much of an increase in prevalence of networking, as well as just reading general financial news and being aware of what's going on in the wider economy. I feel like in finance, you should, order, you should always have your own take on things. And in order to have your own takes, you should definitely be talking to industry professionals and just getting as many experiences as possible. Mm. 
So one way that I did this was by cold emailing. So I did have a cold email master list that I used that was given to me by uh, students in FinSoft before my time. And I utilized this to go cold email a number of firms and ask for experience. And even if I wasn't getting an internship experience out of it, simply just setting up a coffee catch up with a high level individual within the finance sphere allowed me to just get general insights into what kind of work occurs in the industry and what mm. really interests me and is tailored towards the kind of things that I want to do as a graduate. Having taken these insights in, I could then go to job application boards such as LinkedIn Jobs, Grad Connect, or even early work, and then look into which jobs I guess catered towards the type of things that I heard in these coffee catch-ups and what would really interest me as a internship over the summer or throughout the year. And then moving on from this, in order to further enhance my own financial understanding, I did read the AFR and The Economist, as well as listen to The Daily by The New York Times. It's a mm -hmm. podcast. I highly recommend it. Um, I personally feel like these all definitely develop your financial acumen as um, from a personal uh, development perspective. And then also definitely like um, checking stuff up on YouTube. Whenever you learn a financial concept at uni, don't just wait for the lecturer to, like, I guess, try and provide more clarity on what it means. Because nine out of 10 times, it doesn't always happen if you go to UNSW. So I feel like being responsible for your own learning and going onto YouTube, just like watching some videos that allow you to further accentuate financial concepts and consolidate them. Mm. That's really what is pivotal for you to be able to succeed within finance. And just having like a wide range of knowledge would definitely be a key um, driver for you to finding out what your final goal would be once you leave university. Mm. No, that's, that's all, that's all wonderful information. And I think if you want a more condensed version FinSoc has published a careers guide, which I will post in the links below. Um, and also, you know, this is somewhat ironic, um, you know, with Marin telling you not to, not to just go into investment banking, but FinSoc is holding a investment banking X consulting workshop, um, which should be coming out whenever I post it's probably in the next week or so, but, um, yeah, be sure to check that out if you want, as Marinal said, to get that experience. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Thank you, Marinal, for coming to the podcast today and sharing your insights. That's all good. Thanks for having me, Ollie. Appreciate it. <laughs>